This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier and we argue most important questions. What should you read next? I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. I'm Sam. I'm the co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. I'm Emma, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore. I'm Allie. I own Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. And I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop. And today, we answer questions from our listeners. We finally have some questions coming in now that we've been out there for a little bit. Until today, our episodes were based on themes that we selected. So thank you to everyone who sent in requests. And remember, we still want to hear from you. We promise we'll get to your questions eventually. So please send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. We'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming episode. Today's question for episode number nine is a email from Cindy, and it goes as follows. I am a first grade teacher, and I want to teach a unit on graphic novels, but it is hard to find ones that are appropriate for little ones and that the reading level is not too challenging help with a couple of exclamation marks. So I think Cindy via email really means this one. So let's start this question off. Each bookseller has been asked to bring one example that answers this question. And let's just jump right into those recommendations and start with Carrie for this one. And she has like a stunned look on her face. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry. no, not me. Clearing my throat. First of all, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Vermont, who's a former graphic novel laureate or cartoonist laureate. Is that what it is here? Vermont cartoonist laureate, James Kolchaka from up in the Burlington area. He has a wonderful series called Johnny Boo. Just silly, fun, very nice. simple graphic novels. Those are really great. I've been leaning really heavily, and I brought them with me because they all have different authors. I've been leaning really heavily on these I can read books that are comics at all like the beginning levels so i feel like first grade you've got a lot of different levels happening and it might be easier to find something that's exactly right i think these are done by i can read is yeah harper collins i can read it's an entire series of books yeah and they they're leveled readers one through four and they specifically do comics now which i think is really helpful for those of us who maybe don't know exactly what grade goes with what reading ability and it's so varied when they're that young so they're just they're really sweet little one-off story comics it looks like haha simon and schuster has a series as well and they're ready to read line that's all all comics so that's i'm recommending a whole series that's not a cop out that is a that is a huge shout out it's been really cool to see more of the publishers take the graphic novel thing seriously enough to think that it's worth introducing it in the same way that they introduce other leveled readers. It's yeah. only yeah. in the past mm -hmm. couple of years that they've started doing that, and yeah. it's awesome. Right, it's no longer a no-no type of literature, like yeah. comic books. Oh, we don't want to read those. Exactly, or... and with the boom in the middle grade specific graphic novels, it only makes sense that even younger kids would want to read them too. Yeah, And yeah, there is a content issue a lot of times. Stuff that's appropriate for a 12-year-old is not necessarily going to be appropriate for a... Uh... First grader. The notice of the Vermont comic laureate or graphic novel laureate, or we're going to have to look that up and figure out exactly what it, what it's what the title is, yeah. reminds me that we are recording in a building 
that if we opened up a window across the hall, we could throw Mm -hmm. a baseball Mm -hmm. (laughs) and hit the Center for Cartoon Studies, which is based in White River Junction, Vermont, and is the source of many, many published graphic novelists by now. They're in like their 10th year. Their own imprint. That's right. They have their own imprint now. Yeah. Is it still with Disney? Yeah. Well, they've got the Disney Hyperion line, and then they've got their own studio where they're distributing chapbook comics as well, zines. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Which you can actually buy from the North Book store in case you're interested there is a great one on literacy which includes oh, conversations right. about comics literacy because that is an important and complex kind of reading yeah i think it's important to say that there are still a lot of parents who feel like reading comics and graphic novels is not quote-unquote real reading reading comics can be a lot more complex because you have to read both the illustration and the words and i have to say that's a skill i don't have i tend to have to with graphic novels either read the illustrations first or read the words. Like I find my brain doesn't allow me to do both simultaneously very easily. Did you read comics as a kid? No, I did not. So interesting that you say that because we were just talking about this. We just read recently that there is a different kind of comprehension. And after a certain age, if you haven't developed the ability to read graphic novels you cannot learn it so this is a brain development issue parents yeah let your kids read graphic novels encourage them to read whatever they want to and we are living in a golden age of graphic novels there is so much good stuff out there it's pretty spectacular but i was definitely raised in an age where comic books were for people who couldn't read and those who could read did not read them. And so that part of my brain apparently never developed. I still read them now. It just takes me twice as long, I guess. Science is amazing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Brain development. Wow. Okay. And with that, let's go next to Emma. So I'm going to recommend Sir Ladybug by Corey R. Tabor. This is a pretty slim comic book. It is features a ladybug knight and their squire and courtiers. It's about bravery, friendship, and baking cake. It's got all sorts of panel sizes and different perspectives, so I feel like it's really good for teaching kids about comics. I think sometimes publishers might just like put a picture in a box and repeat the boxes a lot, so you're not really learning all the different ways that comics can be designed, but this one definitely, there's a lot to kind of look at and examine. Also, it's adorable. I wonder if Sam appreciates that based on our last podcast about (laughs) sweet books. (laughs) Um, Let's just keep going around our table, which everyone listening, it will be virtual, but Allie. So I am also recommending kind of a series, but specifically I'll talk about my favorite book in the series. Toon Books, if people aren't familiar, is actually another leveled reader series. They're an independent publisher and their entire focus is on leveled readers that are comics. And there's a whole bunch of different authors and illustrators who work on these, one of whom a lot of listeners might already be familiar with is Liniers, who is a cartoonist in residence with CCS. He lives in the area. He is super talented. He actually is originally from Argentina. He was the creator of a long-running comic strip there, Macanudo, which you can also find books of. And now he, in his free time, just kind of goes about spreading good cheer and writing New Yorker comics and doing covers. So he has, I think, four books in the Toon Book series now. He has Goodnight Planet, Wet Balloon, written and drawn by Henrietta, which is a really cool one because it's an early reader comic book about 
making comic books mm -hmm. featuring one of the characters from Macanudo, and it's super sweet. But my favorite is the most recent one. It is called Wildflowers. He described it to me as Lost, the TV show. <laughs> I will let readers and parents decide whether that is an accurate description. However, it does start with a plane crash. Nothing too scary, nothing violent. Far away on a mysterious island, and there are three sisters who start exploring this island. The art is gorgeous. It's really friendly. I really love that about his style. It's whimsical, and it's still really clean too and it does also end with a twist like lost yeah so any of the tune books especially those by Lanier's. the nice thing about tune is that they also in the back of their books they have explanations about what the different levels are and there's also resources for parents and educators about what exactly is it that you're teaching when you're teaching graphic novels and how to best do that so some tips like when you're reading with your child to put your finger under the panel and say the words and encourage them to look at the facial expressions. So they're really, really beautiful books and can't recommend enough. And they're hardcover. Some are hardcover. Which, yeah, some of them are. Okay. Wildflowers, I don't think has gone to paperback yet, but they are really reasonably priced and they're the same trim size, which if you're a frequent shelf help reader, you know that refers <laughs> to the size of the books. They're the trim size of a normal leveled reader and their price point for the hardcover, it's $12.95. So they're still pretty accessible despite the super high production quality. These books are kind of a miracle now that I think of it. I'm so glad that you mentioned those because I had completely forgotten about them. I think they're like the first people I to think do they were the doing leveled it readers. First, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah. I really think they are. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. yeah. It was new to me when I opened Still North and learned about them because of Ricardo's work with them. But yeah. they're just mm -hmm. so cool. And they're also a great gift when you have no idea what level a kid is reading at because you can kind oh, of that's a really like, good point well the art's gorgeous so if you have a soul you're gonna like it even if it's too easy <laughs> this is ali's litmus test if you have a, do you have a soul or don't you <laughs> things How do you get a feel? little black and white sometimes <laughs> I know a three-year-old who is obsessed with wildflowers so it's not just adults who like that book yeah yeah no that's perfect it's... so now sam bring us home yeah, we're we're definitely living in, like I say, a, a kind of a renaissance time for graphic novels for young readers. And there's so much at the kind of middle grade level. And now we're kind of seeing the graphic novels for really young readers, you know, kindergarten and first grade and second grade start to, to come up. And so that's been really cool to see. If you spend any time with first graders, they might already know this series. In fact, I'm certain they will. But you may not have seen it yet. And if you haven't, give yourself a minute to look at Ben Clanton's Narwhal and Jelly series. I love Narwhal and Everyone Jelly. loves Narwhal and Jelly. They're great. Ben Clanton, author and illustrator, is a Seattle guy. When I was out in Seattle, we would occasionally do events and things with him. And he had several really clever, zany picture books before starting the Narwhal and Jelly graphic novel series, which has just exploded. Kids love them. They're sweet. They're funny. They're wacky. I don't know a single first grader who doesn't appreciate a little wackiness. And they're right at that age level where they're the next thing after in the Mo Willems zone. You can kind of move one half step up into Narwhal and Jelly. And at this point, there are 
a bunch of them in this series. So they are really great for reading, keeping kids engaged. For slightly more advanced readers, I also want to give a plug for the Tea Dragon Society by K.O. O'Neill. Yes. Really good call. Lush illustrations, gentle, low stakes, fantasy world, very imaginative, diverse and inclusive without being didactic about it. Just a really lovely, lovely series. I would say the publisher recommends these for ages seven and up. I've seen advanced first graders, you know, first graders who are, who are strong readers really take to these books and love them. And definitely first grade and up. These are a great, great series. There's a couple of them in the series and they're well worth the time. And same author, really similar vibe, but maybe a little bit younger or slower reading first grader, Dewdrop, the mm. picture book. Right, mm. yeah. I love Dewdrop. And a bonus pick of Dewdrop. And with that, we end episode nine, which answered Cindy's questions about great graphic novels for first graders. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book, CATV Upper Valley Media Community, and three Upper Valley bookstores, the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, you can email us a question or voice memo at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. That's shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. We are here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us, and see you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the listen section on our homepage.